You're listening to EG News, the podcast, the official podcast of the East Greenwich News publication produced by Nova Pro Media. Please visit eastgreenwichnews.com and join our newsletter so you can stay up to date with everything going on in our community. While you're at it, don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button on this podcast so you can be notified every time we upload a new episode. And as always, don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platform. And now, here's the show. Hi, everyone. It's Elizabeth McNamara here in 2024, New Year, with Joni Hinman and Jesse Tulpa. And um, so our first podcast of the new year, and we're changing it up a bit. We're grabbing what we did before and what we've been doing lately. So we're going to start with some news headlines, and then we're going to have um, an interview. We're going to talk with Adrian Gerard, who's the director of the East Greenwich Free Library. Can I so, tell you something embarrassing about the change of year, oh, though? please. I was seeing on Facebook people were saying, one, two, three, one, two, three, isn't that cool? And I'm like, I actually texted a friend and went, what does that mean? It was because it was the last day of the year. So 12, one, two, 31, oh. one, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I missed that completely. Whoosh. Yeah. Yeah. Right over there. Right I'm like, why are people saying that? It's going to be 2024. That has nothing to do with one, two, three, one, two, three. Completely missed it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you had a friend anyway. You could phone a friend, so to speak. I could, I could text exactly. Text a friend and get, the, and get the scoop on that. Well, you know, we ended, so today is the second, if you're listening to this whenever you are, January 2nd. So just two days ago, we finished our two-month-long fundraising drive, and I got to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, readers and donors of East Greenwich News, because you all came through. We more than met our goal of 25,000. I think we're going to hit 27 once all the all the numbers settle in, and um and that's all matched by both a national match and a local match. So we're looking at more than $50,000, which is just huge for our teeny, yeah, that's teeny really publication. Fantastic. And you really noticed over the last year that you had some stories that were of particular interest to people. And as they you know latch onto that and see that this is where to turn, they're more likely to be donors and supporters, I would imagine. Well, we did kind of corner the market on a, on a couple of big stories this year. And later in the, or just last month, for instance, the two stories that really drove a lot of interest were the, um, you know, the school construction, which that bond referendum passed in November. But now kind of the um, rubber hits the road and they have to really settle on a plan. I know. And that keeps morphing. It keeps changing. Kind of. I mean, some elements have stayed very much the same. Well, a second floor though, as a yeah. possibility. Well, Hannaford. So Hannaford, I hadn't heard that talking one. about Hannaford. Yeah. And that is, you know, so either they're going to build new at Frenchtown, I guess, no matter what. And, but would you build new at Hannaford or would you take the existing building the kids would be out of it. You're, you're not doing any work with them in it. And then maybe make it bigger. You need to make it bigger. And one way to do that, because there's some wetlands issues. Yeah. Is it up or out? Up. Yeah. Up, up or, or out. And, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to decide. I mean, some people who live near the school are a little concerned because of what, um, what was experienced during the coal construction project with some homeowners. So... If you were to just build up or, you know, renovate inside, probably expand the footprint somewhat and then build up, 
maybe that would be less impact. But guess what? I am not a building professional. (laughs) (laughs) So I am just going to tell you what I hear. And if anybody's got questions, you can shoot them to editor at eastgreenwichnews.com or tips. But for now, I'm, um, I should not be prognosticating. That's, that's a decision, though, that will need to be made, I think, by in about a month. Well, also, the high school's gotten a lot of attention in recent weeks. Yeah. And they were already slated to get a little piece of the pie yeah. as far as this funding goes. But now people are feeling like, is enough carved out for the high school, yeah. considering the things that have gone wrong people, recently? People already weren't happy that, only a portion of that money was going to be, you know, it's $150 million and they were slating $20 million for the high school. And people are like, what? The high school should be our showpiece. And I don't disagree with the idea of a, a showpiece high school, but what the officials are saying is that um, the crowding issues are so acute at the um, elementary schools that that had to be the primary focus. Um, and that $20 million can do a whole lot inside the building. They don't need to make um, East Greenwich High School bigger. Obviously, sure, it'd be swell to have a brand new high school, but that's a lot more than $150 million. So They need some repairs, though, apparently. They need, right? they need some repairs now. So what happened in the end of November and then in December, and Jesse, I'll bet you're nodding because you know because you've got a daughter at the high school, right? Our um, producer, Jesse Tolpa, our producer at the helm, as always. <laughs> and um, so what happened was one day there was kind of a funky smell, maybe. Maybe it was a gas leak. It turned out they say, no, it wasn't a gas leak. It was an electrical issue. And then there was no heat. So all the kids go home. At first, it's really no heat only in one part of the building, but they send all the kids home. And then I think the kids went back, and then they had to go back home again a couple days later. And then things kind of settle in. Maybe people are wearing extra sweaters, I hear, in certain part of the building. But then in December, there was a talk of another kind of a gas leak, and um, EMTs were called, and they had to check out a lot of kids. Turns out it was a burnt um, extension cord. Somebody had plugged an extension cord into a space heater in the... um, in this little greenhouse area or kind of sunroom area to keep some plants warm. And I guess you can't do that. You need one of those three prongers or more, or it needs to be plugged right into the wall, something like that. So it's not the sort of use you can do. And so it smelled and, uh, you know, it sounds to me like what happened was kids kind of freaked because of what's been happening. There actually the fact wasn't that there were any... multiple. There were three things in the row in a row that maybe yeah. all could be explained, but combined, it seemed right. like what's happening the here. The sky is falling, and so there were a lot of kids um, checked out by the fire department. Everybody was fine. Nobody was taken anywhere. Um, but it, from what I hear from high school kids, and in fact, I think we've got a story that a high schooler is working on for us. They're kind of rattled. Yeah. by what's been going on, and they kind of want to see things better. And the superintendent has responded, right? Superintendent did write a, you know, he he writes, he sends us a column every, every week, and we publish it most of the time, um, just because I don't always get around to it. But 
Uh, he did one, I think, the in December. I think the last one before the break. And, and it I was think sort of like we've got things like, yeah. every, under control. We've got yeah. this, guys. Got this. Don't panic. There's yeah. a whole, you know, we're addressing the problems and things like that. And, you know, we'll see how that does, if that can calm some nerves. I'm sure everyone's keeping their fingers crossed. Nothing else goes wrong at the high school. Yeah. Absolutely. Because quite frankly, even if they pour in loads more money from the bond, nothing's happening for a couple of years, you know, just because of the way this is all going to have to play out. We're, we haven't, we don't have plans. We've got ideas and kind of schematics, but nothing hard and fast. So that all takes time. So ad additional meetings must be coming up to really finalize. Well, okay, actually, this yeah. Is, this There's, is the plan now. Allegedly, they're going to be building committee meetings weekly. And in fact, there's one tonight. And our ACE school reporter, Andrew Belfry, will be, will be at that meeting. It's a great job. Yeah, he, he does. He really does. We are super lucky. He happens to live in town. Yeah. And he is really into it because guess what? He's got two young kids. And um, so this is an, an issue that he feels kind of passionate about. Um so he'll be at Swift, which is where it is, and the big the big difference is it's it's in the evening tonight, versus usually they're um during in the morning at like nine thirty, and a lot of people in town were complaining, saying, "Hey, we can't get to a nine thirty meeting. We got we got a job or whatever." So um so they're trying to accommodate. They have it at Swift, so a lot of people could show up. So we'll see how many people do show show up tonight. So. By the time you hear this, they w we probably will have already had a story on it. But right. yeah, yeah, it's news. Another um, another topic that certainly a lot of people, including myself, turned to EG News for was the coverage of the loss of the magnificent Bob Hodling. Oh my gosh! Such uh, you know, when I heard the rumor, I'm like, oh no no no, you're talking about Bob Hodling's father who died just right. a couple of months before. Yes, and, and he'd he done a story on elderly, and he'd even done like a refresh story yeah. on it just before he died. So, yeah, there was no way because I had literally just been at his event on Monday night in December, and then he ended up dying that Friday, and he was like fit as a fiddle. Normal Bob talking about how he had the greatest job on the planet Earth. And um, what happened was he got sick and it turned into sepsis, which is that terrible, terrible disease of the blood that pretty much your organs are under fire and things can shut down and, and go south so fast, especially, I think, for people who are normally healthy, which is why um, it, it's so dangerous for, you know, healthy kids or people like Bob who just never get sick. Apparently, he never got sick. So he was like, well, this must be what sick is. So little snapshot of what Bob's role in this community was. You know, he was the, his official title was, I think, um, substance abuse coordinator. And, um, but he did a lot more than that. He really worked with youths and adults over issues of substance abuse, but also or mental, mental health. Yes. Mental health, um, jokes. Wellness, you know, philosophy. <laughs> all sorts of philosophy. He had not only a philosophy club at the high school that my daughter was in many, many years ago, and it still is going strong, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. And um, But there's one, there was, there's one at Swift Community Center. I'm like, oh, I hope that one continues. I hope we can find somebody maybe from the senior community who's who really likes um, 
philosophy and can carry that on because apparently there's a number of people who really enjoy that. And a couple times a year, they would merge the groups, which is so cool. We so, really could have done a whole podcast on memories of Bob or how did Bob touch your well, life? You know what? You know what I did? I, um, I was looking at, you know, my list of people we might want to have on the podcast. And sure enough, there's Bob's name. Of and course. I cannot believe we never got him on. I know. I'm, well, I'm he really, had his own podcast. He did anyway. have his <laughs> own podcast. And if you need a fix of Bob Hodling's voice, I think you can go to the EG Academy Foundation Facebook page and you'll be able to find it. So he gave us so much that part of me can't, you know, I, I feel more for his family and certainly his, his lovely wife, Elaine. Um, it's a big, big loss. It's a big loss for all of us. A couple of the speakers at his service really brought him to life, um, especially the student who said he was very shy yeah. and, you know, just kept to himself. And Bob, he remembers the first thing Bob said to him, I think as a seventh grader, which was, quick question, uh, do you walk to school or did you bring your lunch? <laughs> I thought, oh my God. That's but him. Bob, that That's makes him. no sense. But it got him talking. But it got him and he talking. Said, you know, that he, yeah. and then he continued yeah. talking from there. I thought, oh, wow, that's it just so was him. very, very classic. Very classic Bob Hodling. And um, yeah, he, he affected a lot of people we met on yesterday, just yesterday for New Year's for a walk, um, which Bob started during the pandemic. He started these um, walks because, of course, we weren't supposed to gather inside. And he is such a people person did not like texting. He would talk on the phone and leave long voicemails, but he was not one for texting or social media. So he really wanted to see your face. Um, so he started these walks and on New Year's Day at 10 a.m., a bunch of us gathered and I would say there were probably 35 people there, which was really nice. Including Slightly. including a couple of people who had never even heard of him, but had heard about the walk and they wanted to be part of it. And I thought, well, that's kind of the point, you know, like right. this doesn't have to be a Bob thing. It has to be what he created and we could continue. Carry it on. Yeah. And so. one last story that was really popular um, over 2023 mm -hmm. is Here Comes Seven Stars Bakery. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so... so for years, you know, if you ask, what do you want on Main Street? People are like, oh, well, we need a bakery. And we had one briefly a few years ago, um, but it didn't really last. And uh, now, after some finagling, it took a while to make it work. He's, um, Seven Stars is moving into, it's the Remax building now. But for those of us who date farther back in time, space and time, it was Greenwich Bay Gourmet slash Tio Mateo's, the original. And Tio home. Mateo's is next door. And now Tio Mateo's is next door. And before that, it was Artichoke Alley. Oh, I don't remember that one. When we moved here in 89. Was that a restaurant? That's where you would go. No, it was like a, it was like a little grocery store. Well, we and, need more artichokes. And they had That's what I'm going to say I want on more Main artichokes. Street. More artichokes. They um well they would have fresh corn and fresh tomatoes out front and but oh, they had delightful. like a deli counter and they had, you know, I think some baked goods and probably some food stuffs, maybe pasta boxes that you could buy and stuff. Um yeah, no, it's funny to think about. So, well Seven Stars is going to be Terrific. I know yeah. in Providence, they're right by Julian's where one of my kids works. So very oh, familiar. Yeah, with there's Providence. a few. There's three in Providence, apparently. Oh, this okay. this will be number six, I think. Coming when? Um, coming. What's the timeline look like? Late 
spring, according to they think, but perhaps we're always more optimistic at the beginning of a construction project than when we get to the middle, but uh, fingers crossed, and there will be outdoor seating as well as indoor seating, so it'll be kind of fun. Well, I think that that is wrapping up our new segment. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with Adrian Gerard. Hi, everyone. We're back with part two of our first podcast of the year, and we have our special guest, Adrian Gerard. Hi, Adrian. Hello, Elizabeth. The director of the East Greenwich Free Library. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here. Well, you know, I don't know why we didn't invite you sooner. I mean, this is what such a, a central part. facility that library is, too. That's really just wonderful. It is. It's beautiful. It was originally built in 1914 um, by Daniel Albert Pierce. Uh, and he... As in Pierce Street? As in Pierce Street, yeah. D- uh, Daniel Albert Pierce. Um, so that was the original part of the building. And you'll notice there's a brick part that's uh, added on to the original part. And that was built in 2005. Is it fairly well utilized? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good. Last year, um, in 2023, our foot traffic was uh, about 54,700 people. So those are the, that's, those are our visitors. Wow. Yeah. That seems like a lot. Yeah. So quite a few people coming to visit. For our little library. I yeah. mean, it's not a teeny library, mm. you know, but because it, of it, the... Yeah, it does qualify as kind of a small to mid-sized library for the state of Rhode Island. You have some excellent programs, though. I, I went to one not long ago that had to do with uh, beading. Oh, yeah. Native yes. American beading. Yes, Mishki. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was really fascinating. She was from the Tomaquag Museum. I oh, loved her. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to have her back. And you know what? It was so hard to do. Mm. And that was her whole point. She was like, just... I want you to have an appreciation because, you know, you look at a beaded product and you go, oh, that's cute. You know, I think I'll take a keychain. She's like, no, I want you to know. I want you to try it and see. So exactly she did. How. She had people try oh, it. We, well, I think we did it for like two and a half hours. That's great. Yeah, it yeah. was real. And I came out with something very small that is not any good. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, mission accomplished. I do appreciate it. Yeah. But what, yeah. what are some of the other programs that you have coming up? So we have... Let me just take a look at my my. January is kind of packed. You got Jan- a lot going on January. in January. January is packed. Hit and the ground running. Hit yeah. the ground running. Well, in addition to our children's story times and children's take and make crafts, which is you know you take them home and then you make them, um, we've got some adult uh, programs. We've got one called Cook the Book, and uh, the Cook the Book Club is a librarian who. You know, you get a book at the beginning of the month. It's a cookbook, and everybody chooses a recipe to make for the Wait, following it's a month. Wait, it's a cookbook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought it was a novel. No, I thought yeah. you were just looking for things oh, that were yeah. related. That would be there, really are, cool. there are some novels. Yeah. Or yeah. I read, um, what's that we book tried by to... Fatima Ali, the mm-hmm. holy cow about, um, the, it was a, a biography. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And she was a cook, and holy cow. Yeah, lots of... I'm really in a book club, yeah. and we've tried to find things mm-hmm. that have to do with the story, but a lot yeah. of times, there, there isn't too much. Yeah. Uh, we just finished Commonwealth, so we've mm-hmm. got, like, fresh orange juice and Tic Tacs. <laughs> like, that's... Those are the foods <laughs> oh, for that one. Wow. So, that sounds really yeah. good. What's co- so, Cook the Book. Cook the Book is, uh, you know, everyone is assigned... Well, it's one cookbook that the entire group reads, and then the... Um, the, uh, the the participants. Participants, thank you. <laughs> the participants make a make a recipe from the book, and then they bring it to the meeting the following month, and everybody mm-hmm. shares in 
the delicious food oh, that everyone's delightful. made. What's, I know, yeah. Do you know what the cookbook is this month? Oh my goodness, I knew you were going to ask me that. Sorry um, about that. <laughs> it's, um... We could be like that. It's from... Oh, I'm sorry, We could be like the the movie that was about the joy of cooking. Didn't oh. she just like start at the beginning and make <laughs> oh, absolutely yes. Or not the joy of cooking, but... Um, Julia Child. Julia Child. Julia and Julia. Oh, the, French art, yes. the art of French cooking. The art of yes. French cooking. Yeah, they could. They could do that. Beef Actually, this bourguignon. month... I, oh, Beef bourguignon. Very nice. Yeah. This year, I, th- I mean, this month, I think it's uh, Carla Lally Music and... I have to admit, I'm not much of a cook, so I don't know who that is. The librarian who does this is an avid chef, so she knows who all of the uh, authors, the cooking authors are. That's kind of fun. Isn't that great? That's great. And what's the other book club? The other book club is our adult book club. And this month, uh, Diane, who runs that book club, will be doing Caleb's Crossing. And Diane also looks for different foods that reflect back to the book that the group is reading. Is this Diane from the reference section? This is downstairs? Diane from the oh reference. Oh my gosh. She She's gave a... us great um, suggestions mm-hmm. for guests when we were doing our Halloween show. Yeah. She's amazing. She is. She, she is, is full of energy and she's person. brilliant and loads of fun. And uh, this month she's doing Caleb's Crossing and she was talking about making Harvard Beats, which if you don't know what they are, look them up. You know, uh, I've heard of them, oh, but I've never actually loved them. And mm-hmm. I made um, pickled beets Ooh. at Thanksgiving because Ooh, yeah. my sister-in-law, they were, they? they were so good. My sister-in-law said, oh, I miss my mom. She always had um, pickled beets. I'm like, well, I can probably figure that out. <laughs> they were really, they're not sweet the way Harvard beets yeah. are, but they were very tasty. Yeah. Oh. So she showed me a picture of the Harvard beets. I'm like, yeah, I'd try that. It looks good. So I don't know what she's oh, going to make. Now I'm going to have to go find out what, what are in Harvard beets. Harvard beets. I know there's cornstarch and sugar. Okay. So I, Harvard I said, Beats. Harvard Beats. When you look at the picture, it kind of looks like cranberry sauce. Oh. Um, so I said, you know, is this a dessert? And she said, no, nah, I think you just serve it with something. So like as a side dish. So mm-hmm. I was picturing something that was kind of sweet-ish, like a cranberry sauce. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll try them if she makes them. That what about awesome. the um, genealogy program you've oh, got going? Oh, yes. On January 30th, we have a virtual genealogy program. If anyone is interested in their family trees, uh, whether they're beginners or if they've already started some work, we're going to be having um, a virtual genealogy program with a... Um, uh, I apologize. I forgot the man's name. That's um, okay. he, uh, he, he's a professional and, uh, I believe he is in either New Jersey or on Long Island and he does these terrific genealogy programs so people can learn about how to start researching their family trees or how to continue and where to go and what resources to use. And, uh, we're doing it as a virtual program, not only because the man's, uh, not in Rhode Island, but, also because on January 30th, you never know if you're going to yeah, get a snowstorm and who true. wants to go out of the house and, you know, get and all maybe cold. you end up with just two people in attendance yeah, yeah, instead of, yeah. uh, of everybody. Yeah. Do you know if it is in conjunction with any of the um, DNA programs, you know, like Ancestry.com? Oh, no. He, this me? man is, he's independent. He's an independent person. Um, yeah, he's not a, affiliated with any of the DNA programs like Ancestry or... or Because uh, that's really like opened that. a lot of doors for yeah. for our family anyway. Yeah. We met oh. some distant cousins. Really? and Yeah, and we went to visit them when we went to Scotland, which is where my fam- part of my family is from. Oh, that's amazing. And, oh, my gosh. It was that so, is amazing. Oh, it was so fun. Yeah. Really interesting. And I, I mean, obviously, we never would have met one another. Yeah. 
I think otherwise, yeah, otherwise, genealogy is really a fun a fun thing. It to is, study. and it's, yeah, and our Rhode Island room again, Diane, she is the person to talk to for our Rhode Island uh, history room. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of people who study their own genealogy. Who oh, come you know, in. I met yeah. people. I mm-hmm. was in that room. This yeah. is the room when you walk in. There's the desk. Mm-hmm. But Behind the desk, kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's to, uh, just to the, the left. To the left, yeah. And um, I remember being in there once, and there was a couple there, and they were researching yeah. their genealogy, yeah. and they were from the Midwest. Yeah, somewhere. people come from all over the country. That was so interesting. Isn't it amazing? Pulling up this stuff. Yeah. You know, the other thing I think you guys are doing now that's so fun, I mean, you've always had children's programs, mm-hmm. but um, they seem to be just a little more exciting now, <laughs> partly because you've taken them outside. Yeah, yeah, that's a really terrific thing. Um, our coordinator of children's services, Melissa. She started this during COVID when it was really hard to have people inside. And a lot of libraries around the state, if they had outdoor spaces, they were taking story times outside. So uh, Melissa has been working with Andy Wade, who's the head of community services Mm -hmm. in the town. And uh, she takes her story time to Academy Fields, three seasons of the year. She can't do it in the wintertime because it's a little too chilly. So yeah. this is really the only season that she's indoor, indoors and the only season that she really has to limit attendance. And when I say limit attendance, I don't mean a small amount. I just mean what the room will hold. Right. Um, but in the you know fall, spring, and summer... She gets sometimes 70 people. I don't know you, if you see I've their, seen them yeah, because, yeah, I, you know, great. I live in the neighborhood and mm-hmm. I'll just be walking around or, and I'll come upon this yeah. big group. Yeah. And one I saw, yeah. um, I think I saw one of the Disney princesses. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That was, ago, yeah. And, or a couple of them. Sure. And, yeah. So Melissa does her regular story times and she does about three a week. And then we have some special programs, whether it's a sing along, dance along with the princesses oh. or, um, uh, uh, animal, uh, an animal program. Um, so, and that's usually we've, we've got Buana Iguana or, um, animal experiences with Dave Marchetti. And you'll know that they're there because the librarian is usually walking around with a bunch of snakes or lizards in there. <laughs> yeah. Books, snakes, sure, book, lizards, snakes, same, whatever. same thing. Right? And you yeah. try to kind of bump things up a little bit when the kids are out of school too. Oh, school yeah. vacation week programs. Yeah. That's our, um, when the kids are out of school, you know, for vacation weeks, yeah, we absolutely, we, we turn up, we turn up the volume on that. We try to have some interesting things. But summer is um, is our busiest season. So between oh, it is. between June and August, that's that's our that's our bread and butter. Who's coming? Who's coming to the library these days? Ooh. Is that a dumb question? No, is not at all. Coming? No, but, that's you know. that's a really great question. So what I see anecdotally, I see a lot of families. I see a mm-hmm. lot of kids. I see a lot of adults. I see a lot of retirement age adults. I see a lot of students and tutors. Um, Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of students and tutors. Um, I read an article that uh, millennial and Gen Z folks have gone back to the library, that they they love using their public library. Public library is great because you know, the books are free. You, you know, it's your tax dollar hard at work. And, um, I think the auto renewal is terrific. Oh, isn't that great? That yes. is a nice it's thing. So good. For anybody who's not familiar, auto renewal is, you, you know, you, you take the book out and if no one's waiting for it, the book will auto renew up to, you can have up to three loans. So it'll give you with three weeks at each loan, it'll give you up to nine weeks for the book, as long as someone else isn't waiting for it. We also have, um, e-books and e-audiobooks. And the best part about those is you don't have to return them at all. You download them onto your device. It's kind of like um, Audible or right. you know, when you would purchase a, a book from one of the, you know, Amazon or wherever. Um, yeah, we have that. It's it's a statewide database. And 
uh, there are holds lists, and that's just mm-hmm. because, you know, as a state, we buy a certain number of licenses, um, so it's not unlimited. How do you like to read a book? Well, that's a good question. I, well, it really <laughs> depends. It depends on what I'm doing. Um, so I do love a paper book. I do love to read a Me hard too. copy. Yeah. A lot of people do. They say that. But when I travel... I download a bunch of stuff onto my Kindle and I take mm-hmm. it with me so I don't have to schlep a whole suitcase full of books with me. So, mm-hmm. And plus then I can do crosswords and too. And audio books? <laughs> audio books that you can, um, you know, what we're used to uh, would be the cassettes or, or CDs. But now you can download audio books from eZone. And uh, East Greenwich Library has Hoopla, which... Again, yes. e-books and e-audiobooks can download it onto your phone, whichever device. So, you know, you put in your, your Bluetooth headset and you go for a walk or you're on the treadmill, you can listen to a book. That's so nice. Isn't that I, great? I know. Years and years ago, I got into listening to Dickens yeah. audio. I mean, I had mm-hmm. read some Dickens mm. in hard copy, but the voices were just amazing. They were so fun. Like one person would inhabit all of these characters. You're Isn't like, that amazing? How do you do that? How yeah, do you do that? Yeah, I, I wonder about that too. And there are some audio listeners who will borrow a book based on the reader as opposed to the author. Mm-hmm. So if they say, well, I just want Johnny Heller or I just want George Goodall. Actually, I don't even know if George Goodall is still with us, but um, they, they still like- Still got a lot of books out there though. A lot of books out there. So, And we still have some on CD. So if you're, you know, you're not- ready to make the switch to, uh, you know, putting a, an audio book on your device. We still have the CDs. Are there people coming to the library to use the computers because they maybe oh, yeah. don't have them at home? Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's part of the library's mission is to bridge that digital divide, you know, between people who have resources and people who might not have resources. So we offer, we have 11 computers in the adult computer area and five in the children's area. And you can come in and you use use the computer. You know what I see a lot of is a lot of times people will have a phone or they'll have a tablet. They might not have a desktop or a laptop. So if they need to do something a little more, little more robust, the other big thing is printing. Oh, people, yeah. individuals have just, <laughs> printing it can be really expensive to own and maintain a printer. So they come into the library and we do have a nominal charge for printing and it's just to kind of, pay for the, the, uh, the cartridges or the, the toner. So, but yeah, people use it all the time. Um, libraries also serve a lot of people who not, who might not have digital resources, but maybe just in general need people who are, are experiencing homelessness, people who are experiencing unemployment. Um, so they're, they're going to come to the library and use the resources. We have phone chargers. So if you want to oh, come you in. do? Yeah, we do. Huh. Yeah. You can use them in the library. You can't really take them home, but you right. can use them in the library. Right. And, um, so, yeah. and do, you have, do you still have museum passes? Oh, yes, we do. I'm, th- I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. We have, oh, I hope I can remember all of them. Um, we've got Blythewald. We've got, actually not now because nobody wants to go to Blythewald when it's freezing cold. Although um, the Christmas, they had the yeah, Christmas thing. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That looks cute. That's yeah. really nice. Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. Yeah, we, we have, have that the, one. Really we have wild. the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. We have the Boston Children's Museum. We have the Boston Museum of Science. We have the Providence Children's Museum, Roger Williams Park Zoo, and I'm probably missing some. Oh, RISD Museum. And most of those, um, most of those are funded by one benefactor. Someone, yeah. Really? Really, yeah. That doesn't that doesn't come out of the operating budget. We had a benefactor who passed away a few years ago. Huh. And, um, you know, 
said, you know, you can buy books, gave us some money and said, you can, you know, buy books or you can get museum passes or programming. So what a great gift. Yeah. So like, I mean, if I want to go to the Museum of Fine Arts yeah. in Boston, I yeah. can come and... And you get a pass. It's pass. It really depends. Some of the passes are for discounts, mm-hmm. um, and some, depending upon the museum, really. it's Some of them are free admission up to mm-hmm. however many people. Some are discounted admission. And you can call ahead of time. And sometimes it's a pass, you know, a, a tear-off pass, so we give it to you, you hand it in at the museum, and then you're done. You don't have to return it. I think me we maybe have only one or two that you have to return. Um, some of them are just codes that when you purchase your tickets online, it's like a discount code yeah. that we give you. So yeah. it's really nice. Back in the day, museum passes were like one pass, and you had to check it out that morning and then return it before the library closed, and it made it kind of difficult if you were going to Boston or Mystic for the day. And now it's become a whole lot easier, a lot less stressful. So yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. And it's really Very nice. nice resource. Yeah, especially this time of year where family is coming to visit, kids are out of school, um, you know, school vacations. So, yeah, and we get a lot of use of those. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Any particular goals for 2024? Anything you're looking to implement? Mm. Oh, that's a, whoa, that is a good question. Well, um, I mean, I would just love to see more people come to our programs, more more of what we've got, just to keep keep moving with what we've got. We've got an excellent staff. We've got wonderful patrons. We've got an amazing board of trustees. And, you know, I'm just hoping... And the friends of the library. Well, the friends of the library are in kind of a hiatus right now. Okay. Yeah, kind of a hiatus. So, but, um, but yeah, the friends of the library, they did some amazing work when they were active. And um, so I, I would think, I just, I really would love to see more and more diverse programs, uh, you know, whether it's cook the book, more book clubs, um, just, uh, being able to serve people in giving them the information, the entertainment in the way they want to receive it. If they want it as an ebook, we give them ebooks. If they want it as a book, a card copy, we give them a book. If they want a cookbook or they want a video, that's it. What's something that patrons do that is frustrating to librarians the way we treat our books. <laughs> like we probably shouldn't be folding down. Oh no, dog! Oh. Here, please, Elizabeth, you don't do that, do you? I would never do anything like that. Don't yeah. lick your fingers either. <laughs> lick your fingers. So um, I wouldn't say there's anything that patrons do that particularly, you know, that's you know really negative, but. I would say, yeah, just, you know, make sure you're not eating. And I'll tell a story about myself as a librarian. I have to throw myself under the bus. Brand new (laughs) teen book I was reading. This was at my previous life at my last library. I was down at supper time and I had, I don't know, some Mugu Gai pan and I decided I was going to put some soy sauce on it all over the brand new. (laughs) Oh, God. So I'll just remind people, you know, use a bookmark, you know, wash your hands. Don't Mm -hmm. have Mugu Gai pan while you're... (laughs) Like you're reading. <laughs> or put the book someplace else. Yeah. Now, well, you know, actually, we, we, we ran into a problem with our son, James, who has decided he likes to color oh, his yeah. books. Yeah. And um, James has Down syndrome, mm-hmm. and so we're going to cut him some slack on yeah, this yeah. one, yeah. although he is no longer allowed to check out books at the oh, library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he colored all over a Cat in the Hat book. I mean, oh. like, bad. Bad. Aww. So, well, it's, uh, alas. you know, alas, I mean, things happen and we try to, yes. you know, we, you know, we do ask people if they, if, if they do damage a book, we do ask them to pay for it just so we can buy a new one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
I'm you'll... always buying books off the rack mm, when you yeah, first yeah, walk yeah, in yeah. as my grandkids get into different things. Like one of them really loves lift a flap now. Oh, so I'm checking oh, for lift a flap yeah. every time I come in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's really nice because all of those books are donations. So huh. um, when people donate books, we go through them and decide which ones would be good for book sale. And we, and we're expanding our book sale area. So that's, that's one goal for Are you, yeah. so this is a kind of a continuous book sale oh, versus yeah. the annual or biannual yeah. that used yeah. to happen. Yeah. This is an ongoing continuous book sale. We've always got the materials out there. Um, we're kind of a smaller library. So to have, you know, a giant book sale um, with the amount of staff we have, it's not something we can do like right this second, but to have this ongoing book sale that, you know, you come in once a week and you check out what we've got. So, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. So, and they're all priced to move. Yep. So. <laughs> Go in and make a right. A bargain. A bargain. That's right. That's right. A bargain. Bargain. Well, yeah. I think that that is, is there anything else we should be asking that we haven't asked yet? Uh, let's mm. see. Any book recommendations? Book recommendations. Yeah. What's, what's hot and new? What's hot and new? Okay, so let's see. This is what our patrons are putting. I have to say, I'm a really slow reader, and I'm reading a Janet Ivanovich book right now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the Stephanie Plum series. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading one of those. Um, so, but our top patron requests of 2023, um, Tom Lake by Ann Patchett. Oh, yeah. Covenant of Water by Abraham Varghese. I've heard um, great things about yeah, that book. Yeah, yep. And I believe he also wrote Cutting for Stone. Yeah. I think he wrote Cutting for Stone. Oh. Um, the Heaven and Earth Grocery Store by James McBride. Oh, yeah. The Exchange by John Grisham. John Grisham's back. Mm -hmm. None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. So that's that, that. those are the top patron requests. And our staff has some favorites. If you look at our newsletter on our website yeah. at www.eastgreenwichlibrary.org, um, our newsletter should be out in a couple days, our January newsletter. Um, so uh, Shannon Hale is an author who wrote Pretty Perfect Kitty Corn. And uh, so that's one of our staff members recommended that. Um, Simon Sort of Says by Erin Bow. What a great title. Simon yeah, Sort of Says. Cute. Isn't that great? Um, and also some DVDs that people recommended. The Secret of Kells. So I'm imagining it's about the Book of Kells. I'm not familiar I with it. I yeah. would think. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Song of the Sea. And one of our volunteers recommended The Drifter by Nick Petrie. And he, she said, if you like Lee Child, you'll love Nick Petrie. And I said, okay. Okay. It's in. Is Lee Child like a, is that a mystery I think Those he's kind of a thriller, thriller, thriller. thriller. yeah, That's what kind it of is. like a thriller, yeah. And um, he's got, um, yeah, I've read a couple, yeah, of those. the Jack Reacher, Jack, Jack Reacher, Reacher. Yeah. exactly. So, but she says if you like. If you like Lee Child, you're going to love Nick Petrie. So that's those are great lists. Thanks yeah, for bringing thanks. those so with we can, you. And we can always find them um, on the newsletter there. You can find them on the newsletter. Yeah. Library dot dot org dot org. Yeah, okay. and you can call us anytime eight eight four nine five one zero. You can talk to the reference desk, and we'll be happy. Readers advisory is one of our jobs. If you say I'm looking for a book, we'll say, Well, Ooh, what do you, I like. What that. do you What do you like? What was the last book you read that you really liked? Um, here's also a little pro tip. If you are looking for um, a book or you've just finished a book that you really, really like, um, there is a database on our, it's through Ask RI, oh. which is the entire state. It's called Novelist, which will help you to get something similar. But a pro tip is to type in read alike and whatever book it is that you just read, read alike, Pride and Prejudice. And 
a lot of libraries will come up with a list of read-alikes or different sites will come wow. up with read-alikes. So yeah, yeah. So. Pro tip, I pro like tip. that. We'll end Excellent. on that pro tip. Thank you so much, Adrian. Thank you. It's been a, it's really been wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting me. Very fun. Thanks, Joni and Jesse, and we will see you next month. Ta-ta. You've been listening to the EG News Podcast, the official podcast of the East Greenwich News Publication. If you haven't already, head on over to eastgreenwichnews.com and sign up for our newsletter so you can be notified of everything that's going on in our community. And also, hit that follow or subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we upload a new episode.